Welcome to the artist formerly known as the Transatlantic Podcast. Yes, welcome. Uh, I am Luxander, and my co-host Kat and I used to have this show called Transatlantic Podcast, and now we have decided to come together again to make a new, different show called MKG. So welcome to the first episode of that. Uh, do you want to say hello, yeah. Kat? Yeah, hello. I'm Kat, Catherine, doctor, doctor, if, if, you, if you're nasty. Um, Ooh, I have yeah. a PhD now, which is the main difference. Um, yeah, welcome to MKG. Don't ask what it stands for. We won't tell you. Um, That's for us to <laughs> this know. Is a, this, ex- exactly, and for you to slowly work out over the course of however many episodes this happens to be. Um, we used to be called Transatlantic Podcast. Um, the, the name was stolen, and we will not be taking legal action. We will be instead doing instead zigging where we would zag and just entirely changing the name. And the direction of this show. So for the, for the, like, three people over the course of five years, five years, four years, Jesus Christ, who asked me what was happening, has the pod died, um, are you okay, did you die on the surgical table? Um, the answer to all of those questions is to be revealed, but uh, as you can see, I am somehow alive, slightly modified. Um, I do have a biotic vagina now, so you can ask questions about that. And if nothing else, um, yeah, welcome back to us, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a garbled way to start. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's good. This is how it's going to be sometimes. Things are just going to roll off the cuff. This is, you know, our genre is very much like two folks talking, kind of informal sort of thing. Um, we ha- uh, Our previous one was called The Transatlantic Podcast because... We were assigned different genders when we were born, and we've transitioned, and also we're from, uh, obviously based on our accents, if you couldn't tell already, uh, I am from the US of A, and uh, Dr. Cat is from the UK place, so... The UK, yes. Yeah. I am from rainy Turf Island, unfortunately. <laughs> Turf Island, yes. <laughs> Turf Island. So we were... And both, both of these countries have descended into hell in the last few years as well, so it's an appropriate time to be back. Oh, yeah. We just... We'd stepped away and the countries descended into fascism and now we're back. Um, mm-hmm. We were kind of limited before by the title of the podcast in what we were going to be talking about. So we did do a lot of trans-specific topics, which I think we're okay with talking about in this context but we're, we don't want to like limit ourselves uh i think it would be interesting for example to do like bottom surgery info episodes um which could yes. possibly include like interviews and stuff like you have personal experience i've just studied a lot uh, i don't actually know very much about like reconstructive surgeries uh with the aim of having a vagina at the end i mostly know about the ones yeah. that result in penises so that could be fun there to talk about it is interesting on this end as well because the NHS has effectively banned bottom surgery for trans guys, trans masculine people right mm-hmm. now. And not many, the mainstream media aren't talking about it. Instead, they're talking about how we're all rapists because that's what they like to do in this country now. Um, and I did, I do have an interesting sort of experience on that I, on the last episode, previously on the Transatlantic podcast, <laughs> I went to, um, I went to go get bottom surgery and then I was back in and out a bunch of times because I was forced back to work too early and then got a horrible infection and had to go back a bunch of times. So I have a lot of experience with being in and out. I've met many people 
in the hospital recovering, um, some of which are like Twitch streams and stuff, so maybe I can try and get one of them on. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not against talking about trans stuff, but because we set out to do a Trans 101 sort of thing at the start last time, and um, in the few, last few years, um, it's become very exhausting to be openly trans, I think, mm-hmm. in either of our countries. And making that all you talk about, you will burn yourself out if that's all you do. And we'd already started doing like movie reviews and stuff before that. I know we both want to talk about a little more politics stuff and things like that. And, uh, you know, fascism is up. Um, we're, we're joining Radio Free Europe, Radio Free USA. What's the di- Radio Free Atlantic? I guess. I um, no MKG. Idea. Yeah. MKG. <laughs> no explanation. We get to t- we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about is the good thing about starting a new venture like this. But yeah, I agree like talking about trans stuff at a certain point gets kind of exhausting and sort of boring. Like I I find that I move past topics eventually. Like I, you know, we met uh sort of in atheist activism and at a certain point yeah. you you've heard all the arguments that a Christian could possibly throw at you and it's boring and you're tired of just treading the same ground. And I've kind of personally started to get to that point with gender. Although like, I guess for me currently my gender interest and thoughts are just kind of going a totally different direction and, but ultimately leaving the one one zone to transcend into like, I think that it's fair to say that I've become at least personally a gender abolitionist because uh, I guess one of the updates about me is that I very recently started uh, calling myself agender instead of formerly like genderqueer. Um, just I get personally, personal rejection of gender. So maybe like gender abolition is something that we could talk about at some point. Just yeah, I'm stuff. super interested in that as well. I also like so my current partner. In the in the meantime, I've started dating a Croatian, mm-hmm. um, a gender person. Um, that all came about in a weird way. We met in Australia of all places, and uh, on a, on a science trip. So there we go. And uh, but but yeah, no, we, I did also have to read Judith Butler. So now, yeah. <laughs> now I'm all into that stuff. <laughs> Should I read theory? This is a question I've been asking myself recently. <laughs> I think it. Did, uh, I think it's interesting too. I don't. I think sometimes you want to read it on audiobook because if, it's going to be really hard to get through in person. But I think it is important. And I've heard, like, especially in like recent years, I had this conversation on Twitter with this um, lefty news guy in the UK about um, sort of like about Judith Butler and like the merits of not relying on trying to convince people like that about like the scientific base for gender and stuff. Even though I think there is one, I think it's sort of it belies us to sort of recognise that it doesn't matter and also the, sh- the amount of social constructive stuff that goes into it. And I think a lot of people have trouble reconciling the idea of being, of gender as a social construct with, you know, people living as a gender and that being biologically necessary to take hormones and stuff, and that's not they're not in conflict. But I feel like people think they are, and I definitely used to be one of those. And I think that'd be interesting to get into. Yeah, big time. I have made content about that over the last couple of years, and... I think it's always an interesting conversation to have and, you know, performativity versus biological influences and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are some of the gender related topics that I have been thinking about over the past couple of years. Um, of course, we've both been watching our countries descend into worse and worse states uh, as far as healthcare goes, as far as uh, addressing the pandemic goes. Um, cases are very high right now, which is 
part of why I am trying my best to stay at home all the time because I don't want to die <laughs> or be yeah, more disabled. Probably for the best. Yeah. Today in the UK, they just announced they're taking away all restrictions. They stopped reporting deaths a long time ago. Everyone recognizes it's not up, but that Boris Johnson has decided it's time for us to all forget about it and also just think about war all the time. War, 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 World War Three. Let's make let's make it happen so that we stop talking about the fact that he's a big fascist hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in this country had a big Joker moment in 2019. Um, everyone was black pilled <laughs> by um, the loss of our boy Jeremy Corbyn. Rest in, may he rest in power. Um, mm-hmm. He's not dead, but yeah. uh, his career is basically dead. Um, and so we've all come from the other side. I like so many people I know on this side that young people, because the majority voted for him that were young. A lot of people have been radicalized, including myself. And <laughs> we're in this weird space now where we're basically, we're not, doesn't seem like either of our countries are being ruled by like the consent of the majority of the people, which is quite an interesting place to be in historically. And as to um, queer people who, um, you know, certain parties are side eyeing with the idea of scoring political points. Yeah, certainly. Uh... I feel that it's a better situation in the United States under a Biden presidency than a Trump presidency, but yeah. I, I guess only insofar as um, my whiteness has been restored somewhat by <laughs> my queerness being slightly less deviant now than it was a couple years ago. Um, but I think that that is mostly because broader cultural influences say it's not as acceptable to be like openly anti-gay and anti-trans so it's it's the good brownie points for the liberals who don't think about these things very hard uh but on the other hand we're still doing kids in cages uh we're still basically ignoring the pandemic for the most part um and i am you know i was like we should vote for biden guys we gotta vote against the fascism but really it's just a more mild kind of fascism we still don't have security Uh, like in either of our countries uh, like security has um overpassed the like like constitutional or like protected right to privacy so those are great things (laughs) no (laughs) it's it's weird because i i've got really into like american politics i went during that whole obviously because we everyone in the whole world was worried about you guys like either invading everyone or descending into civil war or whatever was going to happen at the end of that Mm -hmm. um still might happen still quite worried about that and especially because like i have like american family and stuff like that my grandma was from new york i've got family in new york um but (laughs) I, I like it, well, during that whole election. I could fe- you could feel you could really feel the resentment built up. How many people just didn't want Biden? And I understand because he's got such a history. And at the start, I feel like I don't know how many, how common this is. Maybe this is me being incredibly naive, but I was very optimistic as soon as the first the first thing he came in and said like he was going to help some trans people, and then it doesn't seem to have been a whole lot apart from him saying I'm on your side while a bunch of horrible shit happens all over the place. Yeah. And then he's just on TV shaking his head slowly while it just descends further and further into terror. Yeah. <laughs> it's going so well. There are, like, bills all across my country right now specifically targeting, like, the ability to discuss uh, sexual orientation or gender with children, uh, interfering with the medical decisions that parents and doctors are making together for their gender nonconforming children. Um, it's pretty fucked and we don't have any of these rights enshrined 
in an amendment or or on like any kind of deeper level it's um or sorry amendment would be the deeper level we don't have a legislative right to protected like healthcare or anything and you know we clearly don't have the power to push like an amendment constitutional amendment through to make it really solid and we barely ha- we barely have supreme court cases you know <laughs> I was about to say, it seems like the Supreme Court right now, post-Trump, is sort of in the, just going to stand in the way until everything descends into madness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this big roadblock. I think we might actually be totally screwed on the Supreme Court until, like, the next one dies. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think that that might be a while. I think that we, the old ones are mostly dead already, right? Yeah. Yeah, like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know, honestly. I've kind of, like, to be totally honest, for the last several weeks, I've just been like, I need to deal with my home and the things in my immediate vicinity and not think about the world because it just got overwhelming. Like, after four years of just constant doom all the time, you just got to step away occasionally. A hundred percent. I think especially, like, when the pandemic happened and everyone was very plugged in, everyone's super worried about it, it's been cut like two years into it now mm. and at this point like some like i'm trying to find new interests that don't make me think about the world which yeah. sounds really 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 bad like i want to care i care deeply and i care deeply about all this stuff like i've read so much up on all of this but at some point you've got to do enough to keep yourself sane you've got to look after yourself and your brain like there's no point you like being like reading up and having all this knowledge built up around stuff if then you're just too depressed to do anything about it, you need to take care of you as well. Yeah, these are these are systemic issues, and you have like influence over those things, but only so much influence. And if you don't take that time to recharge your batteries, you know, you will just not be able to function. And none of us need that. So take the time yeah. to enjoy <laughs> art. You know, feed yourself good food. Try to get good sleep. You know. These are things that we all have to continually remind ourselves to do uh, as we're trying to take care of ourselves in this horrible world. So take individual action to better your own circumstances where possible. uh, And we will take collective action as, you know, as we figure that shit out, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a little known fact that MKG is German for self-care. It's true. You're going to (laughs) fix So true. German for self-care. Exactly. It's it's a, it's a very it's a very long word. It's got seventy five syllables, and it just means take care of yourself, mm-hmm. but in a very German way, like sparkling water, fermented cabbage. You know, you know well, how the German Germans words like. work, where they just string together multiple separate words and remove the spaces between them, and now they have a new word. Exactly. Yeah. You just put them all together. It's <laughs> like seventy of them. It's just the collective panic mm-hmm. of everyone during the pandemic. It's just gone into one word, and it. It's got a lot of A's in it, all after one after another, for about 75 characters. And there's a lot of umlauts. Exactly. <laughs> so many umlauts. <laughs> they sound like a black metal band name, but it just means take care of yourself. Yes. <laughs> so That's what you need. This is the hill that we're dying on, apparently, is that uh, <laughs> it, you, it's okay to take breaks sometimes. You don't have to constantly be informed. And uh, it's true. GIF. Yeah, that's the hill that I yeah. choose to die on. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen this. I've seen this with I've seen this with my partner as well. It's just so much like you you get you read on you read this stuff. You get in, you get into like they read a lot of queer literature and then a lot of politics stuff, and then you're just sort of sitting there like, my God, this is shit. <laughs> this is really depressing. 
Yeah. And, like, I've come out the other side, well, I think I've come out quite hopeful. Like, I've read a lot of things like David, a lot of David Graeber and Rutger Bregman stuff, which did give me a lot of hope. And I do believe that we'll win in the end and things will get better. Um, but it's very hard to sort of look at it and realise how fundamentally broken some of the structures around us are. And um, I think it's a lot easier to be blackpilled than to have hope, even if I think hope is on the side of... We, I think hope will win. I think hope will win. And that's not just because I've decided to make myself an optimist. <laughs> it's because I think it's very clear how fucked everything is. And even, like, very conservative people, I think, realise how deeply fucked some of our current systems are. They might not be responding in the best way. They might all think sol- their solutions might be ridiculous. But they do recognise it's broken. And with that comes, like, an avenue for changing things to the better, I think. Yeah. I think that some of the like one of the like philosophical things I've been kind of thinking about lately is like ultimately it's about making connections and building coalition with other people you know we as humans require social connection to live we feel lonely in a similar way to feeling hungry it's our body telling us that we need something uh so really like as hopeless as it feels it's important to get to know your coworkers, you know, try to get to know your neighbors if possible, if it's safe for you to do that. Um, you want to make sure that you're having like regular contact with your friends. If that's not possible in person, obviously doing it online, but, you know, talking to people on a regular basis, building social connections. Um, I don't know, maybe like, you know, we've all had hobbies that we've built up over the past couple of years, maybe like, Oh, I have picked up crochet. I knew how to do it when I was younger, but I've picked it back up again. Mm. Like maybe I I can like make a useful object and trade it for some other person who also made a useful object. Like, I don't know, maybe they have a recipe that I want or they have like some seeds of a plant that I want to grow. Like these are the kind of like levels that we can get on where everything isn't hopeless because what really matters at the end of the day is that we have connections with other people nothing it happens in a vacuum and like i don't know how anyone expects to have any kind of general strike or any other socio-political solidarity without establishing caring relationships between various groups of people yeah, a hundred percent. I was gonna. I wanted. I wasn't to make a joke in the middle of that. Just give your neighbors COVID, but I feel like it's inappropriate now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Too but, awesome. um, Like when? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, when this, when when the world's actively trying to isolate you, that's when you know it's best not to do the opposite, right? Um, like the like currently, like this sort of idea. Even like you know, you can still you keep keep in touch with your networks. Make sure you have in contact with your friends and family. Um, don't let yourself be isolated, especially by work and just in your workspace. Like, don't just let work be your life. Create, like, get to know people, get to make a little network for yourself, make a little, join a little mutual aid organization. Um, yeah. And then, because uh, <laughs> one of these things you can do is if the state's going to turn its back on you, then you can, then you need to work out ways to help each other. And then maybe it'll come, maybe we'll, we'll be able to make do without some of these people who are actively trying to squeeze us out of society. Just, yeah. a, just a, little idea, a little idea. Let's let's try to build a world where if the police come to your apartment and they're going to disappear you to a camp, your neighbors 
get pissed off and fight back on your behalf. You know, yes, that's the kind of world we need to build. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't let don't let people know. Make your dead man switch. Do your little home alone traps around your door. <laughs> um, make sure if a cop enters your house, it leaves like a bucket over its head. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. We don't have gu- we don't have guns in this country. You have to make do with what you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buckets, uh, mops, trip wires made of string. This is the even, kind of thing you can do. Are you Booby even allowed to have knives? Death. Like, you, you, it's really you're just gardening tools is what you're stuck with. You can you need to chop some steaks and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> use a knife because if you use a knife, you're like. The, the, all right, this is going to go into like a little nerdy thing just very, very quickly. But people who use a knife to attack, like the most common thing is that people get is that the knife can be wrestled off you very easily. Mm-hmm. It's really not recommended. Um, <laughs> I don't know what your options are in the UK besides like safety and numbers. And I think we'll be okay for now, especially because I think in general, everyone, especially right now, everyone's very pissed off at the current system. I don't know if it's going to last very long. Mm-hmm. And if they try and do something very drastic, such as attacking people like me, which is the one thing they've really hinted at besides like the horrific anti-Muslim rhetoric over the last 20 fucking years. Holy shit. Um, can you I get, think like, there is still a sense of community. I hope. I hope. Can you get a long range taser? Like one of the ones that shoots <laughs> out little electrodes no, no no you can't and but the thing is i know that one of my uncles has a sword and a gun i don't know why or how or how he's allowed them and also he's in a different city um so i guess if i had if boris johnson did come after me i'd have to go get a sword which sounds like a really weird solution but I think he'd appreciate it more, given he's the kind of person that's accept- accepted with classics. He'd probably fight me in a duel. We'd work it out. I'd like. I don't know where this is going. I think I'd the sword. I think the sword is a good move. Like it gives you a little bit of range. It, it's probably exactly. harder to wrest it from your hands than because the thing about a knife. We are off the rails. A thing about a knife is that you have to close the distance in order to use exactly. it. But the sword, it's at distance. So that, what are they going to do? Grab the blade of your sword and cut the hell out of their hand? No, because exactly. you, a professional sword owner, know how to properly <laughs> care for your weapon. And you have a whetstone and a strop. And you sharpen that exactly. bitch before you left the house. <laughs> if I've learned anything from video games is that you want to rely on two things. Um, bow and arrow and... Uh, Lance, because you want to have the distance between you on your side, you have a little blade at the end, you can go (laughs) with it and you protect yourself Um, yeah, none of this is going to work in the UK just ignore everything I'm saying, I I don't mean anything none of this is legally actionable Um, this is not real advice get to know your neighbours, no bladed weapons um, no explodey weapons, just uh, good times and vibes and the occasional uh, booby trap that's all. It should be... Parody, parody, parody. It should be... Let's set the precedent now. Sometimes we're just gonna say some random bullshit. Like, we're both... I think it's fair to say we're both a little nerdy. So... Yep. A lot of this, like, comes from, like, having spent a lot of time thinking about what fantasy weapon combo is the best. Um, <laughs> I personally think a staff and bow and arrow and Ooh. daggers instead of a lance. Interesting. But uh, I, yeah, I don't like that uh, the lance, it, it either has to have, it either has to have no blades or there have to be blades on both ends so that mm. it's balanced and not like a lopsided weapon that you have to be careful with one end 
and not the See, other one. See, but with a bludge- with a bludgeoning weapon, you'd have a lot of arm strength for that. So you need to go to the gym a lot to make it work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing I have a st- I have a nice walking stick that I got from my Renaissance fair a few years ago, and it's not a Ooh. whacking stick. It's not for whapping. It's for jabbing. It's for like poking someone in the gut. You know. Yeah, okay, winding. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, that's what you need. Yeah, um, This none of this is legal advice. If you might yeah. notice, we're taking a much more whimsical tone with these ones. Um, as, unless we state specifically, we are not giving you advice. If you come here for trans advice on how to transition, we, you do not transition by holding a lance, um, unless it's like some sort of enchanted one. Um, you're going to need to ask your DM whether that's possible. Um, just the confines of the game you're in. Would that it were so easy, oh my goodness. I know, the true polymorph lance, that's what we're going for. By the end of this podcast, we will have created one. It would be, and it's like be my- the sisterhood of the traveling lance. Exactly, and then we'll be going around, <laughs> and it'll be like um, the new gender clinic, everyone can queue up and touch the lance. This sounds really sexual. Um, <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> No, no legal action. Do not listen to this if you if you write for the Guardian. There is no there is nothing. Here. Yeah, don't mm. don't take that advice. I don't even I don't even have a lance. Like guys, it's been twenty eighteen. It's been four years since I've had a lance. Okay. <laughs> you you dropped it in, in the Thames. Is that what happened? I, I did. So well well, what happened was, um, this is after surgery. I had this idea that I was going to get my testicles and put them in a pickle jar. And that I'd give them to my dad with a little bow on top as a Christmas present. Um, and we both thought this would be a really funny idea. Now, what I didn't know is that when you're asleep, they put everything in the incinerator, which is probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't want did, you to have the did, biomedical waste. Well, yeah, but what it did mean was that next Father's Day, I had to buy a pickle jar, take out all but two pickles and just give it to him with a little bow and just hope that he got the joke. Um, <laughs> did he? He did. Okay, good. He did. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's really unfortunate. They don't let you keep the biomedical waste. I know so many people who are like, I wanted to keep XYZ part of, of after the surgery, and they just don't let you unless you do right? a whole lot of legal bullshit. <laughs> It'd be like, um, like that scene in, um, in The Walking Dead where they go in and there's all the little like heads in it, but it's just a load of genitals in pickle jars. <laughs> what if someone needs it? What if you want to feed your pigs? It's the apocalypse. They have, they're in the mood for something a little stringy. Oh, this is no. I need chewy. to stop. You gotta keep chewy. them occupied. Just a chewy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gotta give them a little treat every now and again. Oh my god, terrible! Pigs truly will <laughs> eat anyone, anything. <laughs> they really will. They really will put anything in front of them. That's the scariest part. And speaking of pigs, this is gonna be completely. There's no topic to this at this point, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I'm apologizing. Um, you know that 30 to 50 feral hogs tweet that went off a few years ago? Of course. I've been hearing a lot of things about, like, there actually being an epidemic of pigs in your country, and I'm truly fascinated. Like, I genuinely want to see, like, this these, like, pig armies just running through the suburbs. I guess I have to go uh, double-check the, the YouTube channel Some More News, where my buddy Cody yeah. Johnston <laughs> keeps us updated about that, because I haven't actually checked up on that situation in a while and i didn't know that it was an increasing problem <laughs> yeah i need to i was um, i at first at first like i thought that like he was doing a bit and I, he is doing a bit but the news is getting more frequent and i'm starting to think his parody might not be as parodic as i thought parodic is that a word 
I have no idea. <laughs> sat, 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 satirical. Satirical. If anyone can't notice, I've not recorded anything for a very long time. Looks much more professional at this than I am at this point. That's true. I do. I, I've, I've actually unlocked recently a much better flow of speech from starting to stream. Normally, things are a little bit more disjointed, and somehow I'm able to retain information even though my ADHD brain is desperately trying to purge it constantly. Mm, that's the problem. Is you have to is I have to try and blurt things out. You got yeah. that voice for radio now. It's very nice, very soothing. Well thank you. I was just thinking that I needed to get some water because <laughs> my throat's quite dry. <laughs> well no one can tell. You just mention it, just do a little cough on the call and just uh <laughs> here we go. I won't edit it out just for the sake of uh, <laughs> sake of FX, just just for the atmosphere, the ambiance, yes, if true. you will. Uh, yeah, I need to get on that. I'm actually like on about like trying to do like YouTube stuff again because if anyone hasn't noticed, I don't have a job anymore. Um, I got my PhD. I had a job with a military company, which I absolutely fucking hated, and then did like six months at the Labour Party before I got fired in one of the three rounds of layoffs, which is a great start if you're a party of Labour to be constantly laying off your employees. Mm -hmm. But right now I do need money and something to do. So I will try and do something that will hopefully give a little more flow to when I'm talking in this rather than just like me blurting out shit while you're like that being the actual professional. And I try to restrain myself from uh, my typical habit of interruption. Uh, as you said, like it's hard not to blurt things out sometimes, but got to preserve the flow a little bit. Got to be respectful of the flow. Yeah, yeah. The, typic, the, the things you learn in conversation in real life, except there's not a mouth in front of you, so you have to like relearn it yeah. for a different medium. <laughs> the rules are different. They're different on Zoom. They're different in person. They're different on a phone call. I hate being on a phone call like with, with, oh, with my too. like phone in my hand. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Like, I've become so much better at, like, actual conversations, but phone calls I still can't. Like, <laughs> I've become, like, one of the most social people. I don't never thought it happened to me, but every time I pick up a phone, I feel like I'm going to, like, die. Mm -hmm. Something apart me just withers inside, and it's just a little stone inside, like a ghost. I don't like it. I used to think I was an introvert, but what I've discovered is that I'm an extrovert with trauma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I want to be Same. around people a lot, but I have a lot of trust issues. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly it. Which I think is natural. Now you know, you know? where we come from. It's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's normal. That's we're, why we're we get normal. on so well. Exactly, exactly. You understand <laughs> each other. You were on ContraPoints a while ago, weren't you, as well? Like, Jesus, we haven't even talked about that. Uh, technically, she just mentioned me in uh, a video, uh, but I was in a state of undress the first time I heard the video. And my spleen <laughs> fell out of my asshole. So that was interesting. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. I'm glad you got the spleen back in. Yeah, it's that's back in. <laughs> it's back in. It was troublesome for a moment there because of the the sphincter situation. But yeah, that'll do it. We managed. <laughs> that's that's like a that's like an XL prolapse, that is. That's like a new levels <laughs> it's true. Of malfunction. It's I love it. Shocking that I that I lived to tell the tale, honestly. Exactly. You know, these things you go through, you survive the trauma and like, just milk it for monetization. Like, that's how we live now. It's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have had a lot of um, creator and creator interaction uh, over the past several years. Like, you know, you, you were talking about your jobs that you've had. TLDR mm -hmm. and my job situation, 
Uh, I think I was working at a gas station or something along those lines when we last talked. Yeah, and I, I ended up quitting that to, to go to school to learn how to be an electrician. And then I tried to do that. And uh, it turns out that I have fibromyalgia and PTSD. And those things kind of in combination just made that job kind of impossible for me to do. Um, that was fairly recent that I accepted that reality. And so I technically currently do not have a job either. Uh, content creation is the thing that I'm doing right now. I'm trying really, really hard to like basically in the span of like a couple of weeks, uh, get it to a point where I can just do it and not have to get another job. Um, I'm potentially will have to deliver like pizza a couple nights a week just to make sure that I'm, and that's just for the people on your five pounds here and five dollars here on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, job stuff aside though, um, I, I really enjoy getting to know other creators. Like that's something I've really enjoyed doing and having collaborative conversations with people like doing projects like this. Um, they're all really fun. Yeah. And it's really weird when like someone who you've been following on YouTube for many, many, many years, like just comments on your videos occasionally. And you're like, oh, good to see you here. Oh, cool, cool. It's so weird. Like I saw you working with the surfs as well. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I just imagine like everyone's just, there's just this like discord group or something that like none of us see and like behind, because every time I, I turn wish. on like Twitter or something, everyone's just hanging out with each other. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this like incestuous party. I love it. I mean, Twitter enabling the uh, mentions to only show like people you also follow or whatever, like that has definitely increased the, I guess, the appearance of circle jerk <laughs> amongst <laughs> the creators. It happens. It happens. No, it's worth it. I mean, why not? I mean, it's, it's like any like any of these fields, you get to know everyone, and you know, like I. I wouldn't. I go to. I used to go to like paleo paleontology conferences. Like a big fucking nerd for my job. And like I, you, mm -hmm. you have your friends there, and you work it out. It just happens with any of these things. It's just funny to see because it's such it's such an informal sort of alliance. Like there's no there's no like YouTube union. There's no like <laughs> actual besides like a VidCons, I suppose. There's no like in, no formal place for you guys to like meet up and get together and shit. Yeah, there used to be a guild um, that I that I think Hank Green started, but I haven't looked into it in a really long time because. Uh, there were dues and I was like, I literally do not make money doing this. <laughs> like however many years yeah. ago that was. So I did see a lot of people talking about how many times they've tried to make a union. I don't know. I feel like Hank Green is probably the only one who could actually pull it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever going to work. Not while think, Google's like his. Like instead of doing a union, people have just been kicking up to Nebula, you know, cause Nebula yeah. is supposed to be like, um, owner operator type situation where like i guess like a worker co-op is the word that we use to describe this now you know yeah yeah could be cool <laughs> it would be cool it would be cool i've been thinking about worker co-ops a lot recently because i am dating someone from the former yugoslavia and you do learn a bit more about that sort of thing mm. um but i'm not going to get into post-world war ii european history especially because like america apparently doesn't think any country exists between greece and austria which is very interesting um, full context for this, this is the week that Kamala Harris and I think Joe Biden both went on the, and Boris Johnson actually, all went on the news to say that um, this is the most, like, it, when Russia invades, when, they're saying now, um, 
there, there will be a Euro- war in Europe for the first time in 75 years, which is like, have you heard of a place called Bosnia? <laughs> and if you have, look at your watch. It's been about, like, 20 years? Like, it's not that long ago. I mean, they don't teach us these things. Like, we don't care about your tiny country politics <laughs> in Europe. Hey, listen, I'm not from Bosnia. I'm just talking for the Bosnians here. And also, like, Northern Ireland and, like, Turkey went to war with a bunch of places. I guess it went to war in Asia, technically. Um, but, like, it's not like that's been peace since World War Two. I mean, there was, like, a bunch of shit. As far as we're concerned, <laughs> everything has been totally kosher for 70 years. <laughs> Don't look up what America did in Indonesia or Mexico or Chile. <laughs> no. Just just continue looking the other way. At, oh, look at what China's doing. Oh, oh, oh what have they done? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think about China. Look at this. It's scary. Like, they, they, they make all the stuff for us because we, make, we told them to. And now they're expecting compensation. What is this? This, this creepy <laughs> social credit system? What? Oh, look at them. Yeah, look at I what know. they're doing. Anyway, just check my credit score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is creepy, to be fair, but so is the West. <laughs> we, got, we got no room to talk. Yeah, our, I mean, our surveillance state is just um, a lot less explicit. But, I mean, we yes. know, like, thanks to Snowden, right, that, that there were, like, private photos and stuff being kept for, like, like people's private nudes being, like, just kept by, C, mm. like, CIA agents that were, like, looking at people's <laughs> private correspondences. Honestly, anything the CIA does now, I'm just like, yes, it did. Like, yeah. 100%. Like, I don't, no question. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to assume it's true. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a conspiracy nut, but I did read the Jakarta Method, and now I'm just, <laughs> I'm just ready for anything. Just what's the point in being skeptical of claims like that at this point? You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you. Could, I mean, it's it's normal to be skeptical of it, but there's a high chance. I mean, like, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I won't be. So, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> Anyway, um, don't read, don't read that. Don't look it up. Um, don't read the, Vaj- the Jakarta method by Vincent Bevins, and do read it. Um, donate to patreoncom Lysander, if that's still your Patreon handle. It is. It is. We have to set one up for this so that we can for this shout out our own podcast situation uh, instead that's of my true. personal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I think there's still a Patreon at Transatlantic Pod. I'll change it formally some point this week before this goes up. Yes. Um, just so there's a thing to go. I might put like an, an, a note in. I'll make a little extra note, which is just me saying what the link is. That'll be good. That'll be good for everyone. Um, but if you yeah. want to hear more of this nonsense, that's where it will be. And you can give us money for that because no one, no one asked me to do this. But in the years I've been languishing, um, trying to get a PhD and get my vagina sewed up before everything falls out of my, of my guts, um, I have been still paying the hosting fees for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like four years so um yeah it would be good if um i could i could start producing stuff that would mean that people would want to support that and not just me paying out my own money to look at my empty podcast feed and feel guilt yeah i i'm still a patron <laughs> i still give like, oh, yeah. thank you i'm like oh i'm pitching in a little bit toward the toward the hosting fees so about a year and a half after we did our last one i got a message from my friend naomi saying hey i'm not a patron of you anymore because you haven't made a podcast in a year and i couldn't even argue with her Mm -hmm. i was like yeah (laughs) understand (laughs) thank you for thank you for watching uh listening whatever it is 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're back. MKG, not TA. Um, all, res- all respect to Katie and Arden. I'm sure it's a great show, but um, we're not going to have the same name as it. They, they, they turned up when we were dead, and now we're back from the dead. Um, assume a different name, different identity. Um, you can't call us, we're not live. And that's the <laughs> difference. We, I, I don't think... Uh... We don't have any plans. At least we haven't talked about doing a live call-in show. So, no. who knows? Just I mean, the idea of experience. taking phone calls just puts me off that. Live stuff is fine. It's the phone call bit that I can't get behind. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I feel like we're naturally coming to a place uh, that's that's good to end it. You know, this is our first just kind of reintroduction episode. It's not going to be crazy long. Who knows how long our actual episodes are going to be. I am fully on board with taking a hello internet approach to upload schedules as well. Although I'm sure that people would prefer that we be on a schedule of some kind. Um, but yeah, we'll get the Patreon back up and running. If you want to, um, I don't know, potentially get your name read out on the episodes. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, the kind definitely. of stuff that we could do or put your name in the show. Yeah, notes, but yeah, don't, donate. You'll read, we'll read your name on the episode. Um, we'll say what we'll, I was going to say we'll say whatever you ask of me, but that's a good opportunity to get 4chan involved. We'll mm-hmm. say anything you ask of us, as long as it's not like some kind of racial slur or shit at the end of the episode. Um, I'll curate it if it's a reasonable request. Mm-hmm. And we'll you can give us money. Out. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, uh, we'll both be on in your ears and on the internet. And thank you for listening to whatever this is. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. What's the rest of that song? I have no idea. I've never heard it. I have I avoid it so much. <laughs> kick it, kick it in. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. <laughs>